Moby Dick or The Whale by Herman Melville Chapter 121 Midnight The Foxhall Bulwarks Stud and flask mounted on them and passing additional lashings over the anchors there hanging. No, Stub, you may pound that knot there as much as you please, but you will never pound into me what you were just now saying. And how long ago is it since you said the very contrary? Didn't you once say that whatever ship Ahab sails in, that ship should pay something extra on its insurance policy, just as though it were loaded with powder barrels aft and boxes of lucifers forward? Stop now, didn't you say so? Well, suppose I did, what then? I've part changed my flesh since that time, why not my mind? Besides, supposing we are loaded with powder barrels aft and lucifers forward, how the devil could the lucifers get a fire in this drenching spray here? Why, my little man, you have pretty red hair, but you couldn't get a fire now. Shake yourself, your Aquarius, or the water-bearer flask, might fill pitchers at your coat-collar. Don't you see, then, that for these extra risks, the marine insurance companies have extra guarantees? Here are hydrants, flask. But hark, again, and I'll answer ye the other thing. First, take your leg off from the crown of the anchor there, though, so I can pass the rope. Now listen. What's the mighty difference between holding a mast's lightning rod in the storm and standing close by a mast that hasn't got any lightning rod at all in a storm? Don't you see, you timberhead, that no harm can come to the holder of the rod unless the mask is first struck? What are you talking about then? Not one ship in a hundred carries rods, and Ahab, I, man, and all of us, were in no more danger then, in my poor opinion, than all the crews in ten thousand ships now sailing the seas. Why, you King Post, you? I suppose you would have had every man in the world go about with a small lightning rod running up the corner of his hat, like a militia officer's skewered feather, and trailing behind like his sash. Why don't you be sensible, Flask? It's easy to be sensible. Why don't ye then? Any man with half an eye can be sensible. I don't know that, Stub. You sometimes find it rather hard. Yes, when a fellow's soaked through, it's hard to be sensible, that's a fact. And I am about drenched with this spray. Never mind. Catch the turn there and pass it. Seems to me we are lashing down these anchors now as if they were never going to be used again. Tying these two anchors here, Flask, seems like tying a man's hands behind him. And what big, generous hands they are, to be sure. These are your iron fists, eh? What a hold they have, too. I wonder, Flask, whether the world is anchored anywhere. If she is, she swings with an uncommon long cable, though. There, hammer that knot down, and we've done. So, next to touching land... Lighting on deck is the most satisfactory. I say, just wring out my jacket skirts, will you? Thank you. They laugh at long togs, so, Flask. But seems to me, 
a long-tailed coat ought always to be worn in all storms afloat. The tails tapering down that way serve to carry off the water. Do you see? Same with cocked hats. The cocks form gable-end eave troughs, Flask. No more monkey jackets and tarpaulins for me. I must mount a swallowtail and drive down a beaver. So, hello, phew, there goes my tarpaulin overboard. Lord, Lord, that the winds that come from heaven should be so unmannerly. This is a nasty night, lad.